your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. As we enter the summer months, hopefully, Paul, hopefully, it's time for people to start planning for sun holidays abroad. But what are the rules and changes and the do's and don'ts we need to be aware of before we jet off? Well, Linda Kavanagh from Best for Travel Limerick is on the line with some advice. Hello, Linda. How are you doing? Are you well this morning? <laughs> Um, the weather isn't great here, obviously, so people looking forward uh, to at least thinking about jetting off and planning for it if they haven't gone already. And obviously, it's the first summer in a number of summers where people are seriously considering or are actually going to jump on the plane. Isn't that right? Not only that, but being there, done it once and back for seconds and thirds. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What, they're, fit- they're fitting for the summer holiday? <laughs> they're fitting it all in. <laughs> They now have got their wings and they're using them. Wow, wow. Is that, yeah. So you're getting a fair bit of that? Yes, it is, thank God, yeah. yeah. Um, the boom is definitely back in travel. I think everyone has money, everyone is locked in. Everyone realises, you know what, when COVID shook us, it shook us good. And now it's let's do what we can while we can and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a funny conversation at the breakfast table today. Uh, we were talking about somebody going to Lanzarote. And uh, <laughs> five-year-old says... Uh, I thought Lanzarote was in Castle Troy. And I said, no, I think you're thinking of Anacotti. <laughs> but there are loads of people going to Lanzarote, right? Everyone. Yeah, I, I, all the resorts. And like, I mean, thank God Shannon has opened up um, and is still in the process of trying to get more and still opening up. But yeah, she's beginning to bloom. Um, we've we've landed on our feet in Shannon, thank God, for, mm. for the Munster area. It's brilliant. It's just great because you see the hassle with Dublin airports and delays and you know, the unknown of how to get there, how long you're queuing for, what the security is going to be like. Shannon is just literally dreamliner, so smooth, brilliant. Now, I am hearing anecdotally that TDs have their hearts broken with constituents contacting them about passports and passport applications and waiting times. And is there anything you can do for me at the moment? Yeah, apparently. Um the one thing that we've noticed, anyone who has applied the old-fashioned way, um, they're in a tunnel of, of a delay system. It's going in, it's been dealt with, it's paperwork, it's manual time versus if you go online, you complete it online, there is a turnaround as short as 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. Like we've people that are booking with us last week and they came in um, yesterday and new passport in hand. Mm-hmm. Online, there doesn't seem to be any issue whatsoever. Obviously, so long as you fill it out correctly and proceed as, you know, whatever requirements that you're, you're needed and you send off exactly what they're asking for. But online, they're, they're literally coming back within 24 hours. Okay, so, so online is the best possible it's option for you at the moment. 100% the way to go, yeah. yeah. Okay, 100%. And, and you wonder if a bit like, you know, let's be honest, the banks and other private um, institutions, that they're almost making it as efficient, as easy as possible online because they're trying to drive us away from the more manual systems. I think everything. You know, you've, you've seen your local shops, they've gone, a lot of the, the stores, they've gone, oh, you know, you do your own checkout, it's your own self-service. You know, I mean, the banks are the exact same. Pay as you go in your petrol systems. I think everything is just going into this robotic style, um, which 
I suppose the older people, God love them, it doesn't suit them, but it's a new generation and everything just one click and you're done. Like So I think the passports are kind of trying to follow suit. Mm. We're chatting to Linda Kavanagh from Best for Travel in Limerick. What about the expiry dates if they are impending for passports? Does that cause a problem with travel before they actually expire? Yeah. Um, before, remember years ago, you would have, like, that if you were travelling to America, you had to have six months on your return date um, on the passport. Um, or if you were travelling to anywhere, we'll say in the United Arab Emirates, you know, there was different stipulations on validity of, of the date from your return date. Um, so we'll just say your regular holidays, Spain, Portugal, they would have, you have to have your passport in date for three months from your return date. Whereas the likes of Turkey or Malta, they have to have a six-month validity um, from your return date. But, but that's um, interesting. So even in EU countries, you still yeah. need three months from your return date. And obviously, if it's a family holiday, everyone's passport has Everyone to apply. Everyone has to, yeah. And again, um, it's like with the COVID restrictions and COVID paperwork, it's a minefield. It does change. We're getting, like, on a daily basis, an hourly basis, um, it does change continuously on the requirements. So anyone that's collecting tickets or even at the stage, we, we try and do it when they're booking holidays more so than getting to the, the final stage of, you know, a week or 10 days to go. There's a checklist and we, we're handing out with everything. So you're asking clients, you know, the main thing is, is your passport in date? You, you look at the destination where they're going to, you advise them. Um, travel insurance, absolutely a must. Can't travel without it. You know, COVID has taught us that. And before COVID, always have to have travel insurance right. you know it's probably the cheapest part and the, the cheapest element of the holiday but it is your comfort blanket the whole way through from booking to returning back and, um, and you have to have that and linda i think you were saying to us uh, behind the scenes that uh, the whole thing around covid covid certs booster requirements did you say at one stage that the rules changed between when you left work on friday evening and came back into work the following monday yeah. morning at one point yep it's actually done it overnight. Um, a couple of weeks back, we left, I think it was a Tuesday evening at 6pm, closed our doors, and there was one rule um, that was there, and when we came the following morning, quarter past nine, um, it had changed. And it had come into effect from midnight that night, but the DFA hadn't changed or hadn't uploaded, or they, I don't know, maybe they hadn't been made aware. Um, but that governs, if you're an Irish passport holder, um, I suppose the go-to site is www.dfa.ie. You go in under travel and you go down to where you're traveling to and everything and anything you need is up there. And they try and update it. Literally, you'll see it if you go in under it, it will say update it today or it's been updated six hours ago or, or 12 hours ago. But that kind and, of is your, your go-to. And a very important message for listeners is one size doesn't fit all. Um, whichever yeah. country you're going to could have completely different rules. And if you are not specific and you don't have what you need to have, you could find yourself in trouble, basically. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's heartbreaking, you know, because some people don't do it intentionally, but they're kind of a little bit blasé saying, oh, yeah, sure, I heard that and it's fine. And they make the trip to whatever airport, they check in, and all of a sudden, that's it, they're going no further. Um, and there's no leeway on it. Um, a lot of security, as you know, the bulk of the, the Irish departure would be ex-Dublin, and they just don't, they don't have the time, they don't have 
the equipment they don't have I don't know whatever but they're just turning people back and saying sorry that's it Linda Kavanagh from Best for Travel Limerick is uh, with us now there has been controversy surrounding these all inclusive deals limiting drink in alcohol resorts what's going on there what's the reasoning behind it Linda Okay, this came out, which is weird. So over the, some people are reporting in media over the past couple of weeks around the, it's a curbed drinking law that came into the Balearic Islands. It came into effect maybe two years ago, but because COVID hit, um, nobody was able to experience their holidays abroad. So this came in, there were laws that are restricted to Pacific resorts. So you'd have on the island of Majorca, they're, they're targeting the young um all-inclusives that you'd find um, that have been associated with all the younger age group going out, drinking excessively, partying hard, and then unfortunately you were waking up to the headlines that some there has been a death from a balcony jump or there has been a death from excessive drinking and that's literally what they're trying to curb. Well, they're literally I presume more often than not, no, it would probably be a balcony fall, would it, yeah? I mean, it would be, it, a, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, they play these but, different games but, as but well. I suppose on top, on top of that, then, you probably have the issue for a lot of these islands where you know some of them just want to attract that type of you know yeah. uh, business, the, the hard partying business, but presumably there are others who want a more mixed approach and they don't necessarily want you know excessive alcohol consumption. Is that part of it? And that's why they've literally, in Mallorca, they have targeted only the areas um, where it's, it's blacklisted for it. So in Magaluf, it's Taranova, but it's not in Palmanova. And other two areas would be Playa de Palma and Arlenel, but it's not Campestilla. And Ibiza then, which would be a party, is in San Antonio. So they, they're the ones that they've highlighted because they would have the biggest, um, you know, number of instances going back right. and they're trying to stop it because yes. the areas themselves are amazing I mean they're, they're, the beach in Magaluf is just stunning there's amazing boutiques there's lovely hotels you know so people other people mm-hmm. the, the, the majority of the, so, of the public won't right. travel there because they have so, this party image right so what the tabloids might call, call in the old days certainly lager louts yeah. Yeah. yeah okay and then in terms of where people are going where they're choosing to go to this summer from um, Limerick and what your general advice would be, Linda? As I said, Shannon should be supported. It's brilliant. It's the best airport to get through. We've good destinations from it, summer and winter. You know, you have Portugal, you have Lanzarote, you have Malta, you have Salou, you have Lanzarote, Gran Canaria, we have Greece. You know, so there's, there is good options there. Um, there's some nice long-haul stuff as well, which is great, you know, so like... There is a lot. Every holiday that's out there at the moment, um, there's loads of people jumping on it. As I said, we've had people who've done Easter and they're back again for doing kind of July and they're back right. looking again. And, and has October. it driven prices up or is there still value? No, there's still great value. The prices are gone up. It's the same as everything. But when it comes to holidays, um, there's amazing value out there, being honest with you. And, and would midweek you, to midweek make more sense, for example, you know, price-wise, if that's what you're looking at? Sometimes it depends if we're trying to package a holiday for you, yeah, because you'd have the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you know, of the scheduled airlines. But then again, you could have a chartered aircraft, so it might only operate a Friday, so you're either going seven nights or 14 nights. So there's loads of different options, loads of different value, um, but there is this great value out there. I mean, compared to the prices, unfortunately, well, well, true, people true, are but, but you know, I mean, it's still very expensive for families, though, isn't it? In general, you know, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter how you add it up. If you're bringing, I don't know, uh, two adults and four kids or two adults and three kids, it's, it's, it's all money. It is, but 
on saying that. Um, one of my colleagues here in the office got a family holiday recently for two adults, two children, from Shannon for a week to Slew for under €1,000. Wow. Okay. And I don't think you can and, beat that. Uh, okay, Linda. Well, listen, great advice this morning. Any final message to listeners that they should be aware of? Um, book early. Try and get in. As I said, we're finding that the closer it's going before you'd have the offers of the 199 late deals, they're not there. It's the earlier you book. Um, the early worm is definitely getting it. So. Okay. Well, good. Well, after a very tough few years for people in your industry as well, glad that things are moving along at a reasonable pace this year. Uh, Linda Kavanagh from Best for Travel Limerick. Thanks so much. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.